Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. High in these potty streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go wherever your shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. Welcome, welcome everybody. Once again, this is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly with more B I N E being your herd. And the God Almighty L P Dangerous. Dangerous. This that intro bro got me wanting to get a North Face, bro. Like the North Face bubbles. I gotta get me one of them 96 joints, bro. Oh, shit. Bro, uh, North Face bubbles. I just realized I put my whole fucking stash bag in front of the camera by accident. <laughs> Do it again. Nah, nah. It's, it's alright. I don't gotta do that. There's nobody I'm just like. This. <laughs> he's like, and his head. He's like, I just got this today. Don't judge me. <laughs> A little fucking Ziploc oh, bag with every item in it. Great. <laughs> yeah, man. What is good? What is good with this fucking shocking news going on right oh, now? Oh, fuck it. I guess let's get into it then, huh? Oh, we got to jump right in. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout right out to Bang wearing the Brian oh, Coleman shirt, though. 25 years 25 in. Shout out. Years. 25 years. Shit. And for anybody listening to this podcast right now, any of the 150 of y'all that be tuning in, um, <laughs> At Storyline Tees, we have the shirt available 25% off. It's Facts. only going through for the day. 25% off the Prime Pillman T-shirt. Use code Pillman9 at checkout. We got it. Storyline Tees. Storyline Tees. Get fresh as fuck. <laughs> be sure while you're there. Who knows? Well, That's a sponsor too. Storyline Tees. Yo, the, the Bianca and the... The new uh, new day joints are fire though, bro. Yeah. Very fire. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. Good, good work, good work, kid. Good work. Man. Trying, trying, bro. Trying. We'll do the we'll do the rundown of the shirts that you got later. Like, yo, how is it that you you send the you send the, the like the rundown of the show? All right, cool, nice, nice, and like not even an hour later, <laughs> WWE has come to terms with. A whole monkey wrench in our show. Yo, that's yeah. a whole roster of an independent fucking federation right there that they released. Literally, Bro. that's a whole independent roster, bro. That's that a whole more. Roster. That looked more, just like... That's crazy, bro. Wow. Wait, so it yo, it, it down, looked just it's like NXT's roster. Let me right. just run down yo, some of the yo, names real quick. Uh, Taya Valkyrie, Ember Moon, Jesse Camilla, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama. He was just on NXT. On Tuesday against uh uh fucking well, I I solo solo whatever but we're just gonna call him yeah, a, yeah. 
against the Uso. Solo Uso. fucking on the fucking unemployment. Solo Uso. Now. Solo Uso. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call him. He was he lost to Solo Uso. Only Larkin, which was very shocking. Only Larkin was facts. Uh, Trey Trey Baxter. That's another shocking name. Uh, Zeta Zeta Ramir, Scarlet B Fab. I mean, Hit Row just got they just bucked them up to SmackDown roster, and she's part of the nucleus that makes Hit Row Hit Row. Like you can't even sell the can't even sell the Hit Row shirt no more because her face on it. R.I.P. Hit Row is over for them. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I, I don't sad, know, but it's true. Ooh, damn. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's over for Hit Row. Damn. I don't know. But we'll 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 talk about that. Let me go through the rest of I them. Don't want it. Uh, I don't want it to be. I'm just saying. Let me go through the other names. Uh Grammar Talik, Lynch Dorado, Karrion Cross, Harry Smith, Nia Jax, Eva Marie, Keith fucking Lee, and Mia Yim. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Keith Lee, Mia Yim, and Karrion Cross and Scarlett, all four of them are gonna end up in AW. The rest of those, everyone else there, impact could benefit with taking the more known names. And a lot of those, a lot of that talent probably needs to go back to the indies and maybe hone it and tone it or whatever the case may be. But like, bro, that's a lot of fucking names, bro. That's a lot of fucking people. Like, what the fuck? And then the same reason, quote unquote, budget cuts, budget cuts. And then he just came back from Saudi where I made 80 M's or some shit. Like, get the fuck out of here, budget cuts. And um, I think they were a little uh, over what they thought they were going to make quarterly. Only like there was certain there was certain part of. I guess wherever they get their monies from, uh, I know Peacock was a little down compared to the second quarter. It was like it was like I think like fifteen million less or some shit like that. I mean, I, I I don't even know what to say. You know what I'm saying? Because when you think of a guy like Keith Lee, and I'll be honest, the whole Bearcat shit that they were doing with him, I was actually feeling that. I know a lot of people were not feeling it. They didn't like the name change. They're like, ah, what are they doing? It was just a lot of negativity towards, but I like the fact that they were putting out an aggressive Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. That's what I yep. wanted to see. I wanted to see a yep. different Keith Lee. I didn't want to see the happy-go-lucky, you know, dude that thinks he could do everything. Nah, man, give me, give me a fucking monster, bro, because the dude's a monster. He looks like one, you know? And he can still, even, even being a monster, he could still every now and then sprinkle in one of those spectacular moves that he can do that at his size looks crazy. He doesn't need to do it every match, but every now and then he could do a fucking springboard or whatever, like all the crazy shit that he can do on his side. So people can still be like, God damn, bro, like there's really nothing you can do against this guy. He can adapt to any type of style. He could use, he could have used that being a heel, but nigga, they, they just brought him back to TV and just introduced him back in this character and they're pushing it and now he's gone. Like, what the fuck? Not even just that. They had they had him talk about how Vince is working with him, like right. close for that character. All this shit. Like, oh, right. this, this is Vince's work. He's hands on on this. That seemed like it was very fucking temporary. Now, like straight up, like, well, are you gonna tell us all of that shit? And then a week later, you're like, all right, you're out. What's going Not just on? Not him here? either, though, bro. Like, even somebody like Karrion Cross, who they they bought him up was super without awesome. Scarlet. 
he, he was over in NXT. They bought him up without Scarlet, and it started to die. Then they repackaged him with the fucking SM helmet and the demolition slash gladiator gear, whatever the fuck they was trying to do. That shit didn't work. And he had just shot pictures for a vignette that he was about to start doing where they were doing like a fucking hitman type character. And supposedly she was Scarlet was gonna, you know, be on TV with him. And now both of them are fucking gone. Like, bro, Nia Jax. Nia Jax was just on TV punching Charlotte in her fucking shit. Word. And now she's gone. Like, goddamn, bro. That was probably the best thing she's ever done in the whole time she was in WWE. And keep her mother. I mean, and, and I was never. I'll be honest. I was never a real fan of Nia. You know what I'm saying? She just had a presence to her, and I felt that. I felt that when she was around. Like I, I, I felt and like, all right, cool. You know, I understand why she's there. I've, I've, I never was a big fan, but like regardless of anything, she's a name, and she was big. She was name, a star yeah, there, bro. Yeah, she was. Um, but yo, man, it's like not everybody's gonna be going it. Like you were just saying, you just called a four out of I think like seventeen names. I just I just blurred out real quick. Right, four of them are gonna be certified, may, maybe AEW people. You know what I'm saying? ROH ain't around no more. Right, for the foreseeable well, we got impact, and a lot of those people could benefit from impact. You're, you're you're dealing with these talents that are coming from an organization where they were making bread. Like we haven't seen Braun Strowman because Braun Strowman ain't trying to go nowhere for cheap. We haven't seen Bray Wyatt because it looked like he ain't trying to go nowhere for cheap. He don't give a fuck about doing yeah. anything. Supposedly he said. Supposedly somebody had asked him about signing, and he was like. He's not. He's not gonna do no indie shows. He's not nah, gonna yeah. do no indie run. That's not what he's trying to do. And I feel him. You're a star. Fuck that. You don't yeah. Need to go that yeah route. He's already. He's already made his impact. Like now he's. Right. So the money gonna come to him. I'm not. I'm not thinking about where these talent is going. What I'm thinking about is how they couldn't. They couldn't be utilized. You know what I'm saying? Because as you can see, I mean, the main roster. The the main roster on Raw is huge now. After the draft, but. Rightfully so, because it's a three-hour show. But you look at the, you know, you look at the roster for SmackDown. It really isn't that big. It, it, they, they don't have that many people there, and it's like a lot of those people they just released could have been used on SmackDown. Facts. Facts. And I know that they have, what they have more than just the Roman and Brock story going. You know, they have. That whole novella of the tribal chief takes up a good portion of, of SmackDown, whether it be through him or the Usos. But at the end of the day, there's still time to give to other people for other for other stories to come up to come around and shit like that. And, and yeah, that's wild. a fact, bro. And it's wild. And then this is this is the type of like atmosphere that WWE from from its inception, not from its inception, but from the '80s, kind of built for themselves, where they took out all the territories. Like it's not like how it was before. When you read, when you read about how the old days were, '70s, '60s, '80s, like before, like we really got into it. How everybody used to go to different territories for a little while, leave, and then come come back every once in a while, maybe a year or two later. We don't have that type of movement no more. So when people get released, it looks like it looks like hell. It looks like shit. 
it doesn't it doesn't look like how it once was when people leave and then they come back eventually so i mean i don't know man and like you guys were saying you know vince working close with keith lee that that's that's what's really shocking right now is that he was working close with him with this new character to build him up like this was like his his project and you know the last time all these people got released it supposedly it was nick khan that released everybody and I, I don't know what's his role within talent relation or does he even eye the talent does he even watch the, the show I, I have no fucking clue but a lot of these people also you haven't really seen on tv except like like let's say frankie monet and shit like that like her little storyline on nxt wasn't really building up to anything no i mean it wasn't like really chasing for a title like, I just, I was just, she, had a, title, like, like she her. had a title match, but like, I feel you that they weren't really doing nothing with her since yeah. the, the debut and the whole big, like the whole big debut that she did. She didn't really do nothing from there. Like, like they did it know, like with Keith Lee, he just had his second match on TV recently. Fucking Nia Jax, we haven't seen since uh, Baszler took her out. Mia Yim, I haven't seen her since fucking forever. Since uh, Retribution. Since Retribution. Yeah, come on. Right. Like a lot of these people were just sitting over there in the back. Frankie, uh, but also, Frankie, uh, but, uh, but LP, only, only, uh, Larkin, Larkin. Yeah, like when was the last time you seen him in NXT? But fucking Danny Birch got hurt, remember? And then he was out for a minute, and they they had him together with Pete Dunne and the other dude, and then they kicked them out of that group, and then Homeboy got drafted to SmackDown, and Pete Dunne is wherever the fuck he is still at NXT. But yo. Don't you think, though, with some of these talents, especially the ones you just named, like, that's on creative, too, isn't it? You're not giving them, like, if you're not giving me something to do and I approach you with something and you just constantly shoot me down, which a lot of people say happens there, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Then the person gets released and it's like, oh, but they weren't doing anything with them. And it's like, how do you know they weren't even given a shot? How do you know the niggas even got a chance to have a meeting to be like, yo, I want to pitch this type of shit? Like, it might have not even gotten to that point. And they were just like, oh, uh, who's not doing anything? You, bang, 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 gone. And that's how it feels sometimes with them. Like, it feels it like feels right now. fucking, yeah, it feels like they just throw names in a hat and they just shake it and they talk this shit in the air. Whoever lands on the floor, all right, you niggas is done. Get the fuck out of here. But do you think, all right, all right, for me, besides Keith Lee, but, uh, do you think any one of those talents that were released, do you think any one of them could have been something for the company? Because you already talked I about mean, yeah, of course. It wasn't really hitting. Due time, definitely. But I mean, a lot of these carrying lot... cross. Go ahead, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. We're carrying across. Carrying cross, I think, is someone that if they would have let him be himself and they would have let him be with, with Scarlett. Like the way he was when he debuted in NXT, bro, he was fucking super, super over with NXT. And it's like, how do you not take that same character and bring that same thing to the main roster? You tweak it, and instead of helping, you're reducing from what the fuck he is. Like, yo, he's not the best promo. The entrance is needed to help him get over as far as character-wise. And in ring, he was a killer. So that's going to get over with the crowd being that type of wrestler, but he needed the filler with her and the entrance and all that shit. They yep. took it all, they stripped him down to nothing. And it's like, how the fuck do you expect someone with no charisma or not even no charisma, with not not that type of charisma 
to get over. And the same thing with Keith Lee. They took everything away from him with NXT that made him special. They stripped him down. Then he almost dies. Let's keep let's let's remember that. Knock on wood that he's still here. Yeah. He almost died. But that's why he, he hadn't been. He hadn't been on TV for a long time. But even still, he hadn't been on TV for a long time, right? But they had already changed everything about him. All like right. The music, the gear, all the shit that no, made him but I, at one NXT. point, at one point he still had the music. It was just the gear. He had the music with the gear, right? Everybody says that they stripped so much away from Keith Lee. What was so much that they stripped? Because if it was just the gear, he's not all about the gear. Like it's it's more than that. But it was bro, it, was it wasn't much. It was, a, it was it was about it was briefs. He put on he put on weight, number one. Number two, they stripped his moveset. He was not wrestling the same way he was wrestling at NXT. He could already like trying to chair bomb and shit like that. He yeah, couldn't. he wasn't doing all that. He, he couldn't do that. Like you just said, he gained massive weight, bro. He did. In comparison, he fucking looked like almost 50 pounds. In, in comparison to what he looked like, you know, when he first got to NXT. When he first got to NXT, he was still, you know, he was still, you know, presentable, I guess you could say. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. He could do, he could do the moonsaults and all that other stuff. Even, even when NXT came through in that, in that invasion angle. But then that's right. another thing right now is just like, how they're using NXT, I see that a lot of these, a lot of these talents are getting lost. And I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if it's because of the move to the main roster or if it's because Triple H ain't around now. Right. You know what I'm Still saying? Like, from that, from that heart, from that heart surgery or whatever. I feel like that. without him there, there's a lot lost. I, I, I don't know. Like I feel like everything. Seems to be hitting different without Triple H there, mm-hmm. and since nobody really could could get anything over, you know, creative is looking like shit. It, I just, I don't know. I don't know how you release a, a talent like Keith Lee out of everybody there. I don't know how you release a talent like Keith Lee or even me again because the matches me and Yim was having on NXT was fucking phenomenal, bro. I don't know how you I mean, release a talent like uh, Kieran Cross. Like Bing said right. earlier, he was doing vignettes to do his old. He was all when he was running through the independence. His whole gimmick was almost like that uh, gimmick that uh, this dude was rocking the the whole hitman style, rocking the suit and tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah Loki yeah, was yeah, rocking yeah. that, but Kieran yeah, yeah, Cross yeah. was rocking that too, being like a yeah. bodyguard for people, like a, a muscle. That's why he was gonna come back. Yeah, Yo, there yeah, was so many yeah, things yeah, you could have yeah. done with that man. Like nigga, he had a whole he had a whole mystique around him in Mexico. Where they, they thought that he actually killed a nigga for the cartel. That's how deep it ran. Like that's how deep yo he would come out and he wouldn't get cheered. They would just they would be quiet because they were fucking afraid of the nigga. Awesome shit. He would fucking look at people in the crowd and they would back away from the railing like the Undertaker when he first debuted. That type of shit. That's how over he was. And it's like, how the fuck do you not take that? Look at that. Look at the reaction that that gets. It doesn't have to be so dark. I mean, you, obviously, you can't have him on WWE. Niggas think he have, claps some nigga. But, but you could have him doing something. Hitman style muscle Hitman tactics. Style yeah, yeah for real. Out, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. But, you you know, could have yeah. made it like a murder mystery, but without the murder the, right. for like a few weeks for Raw. You know, but somebody's yeah, attacking some uh, the New Day and he's attacking the New Day because he wants to get <laughs> at Keith, I mean, at uh, Big E for a title shot. You could have done something with, with that, man. Like, what about some of these NXT names that they released? Like, 
some of these people, I, I don't know who they are. I don't think I've ever seen them. But a couple of them, like the Jesse Kamea chick, she was just with Frankie Monet, and they both of them got released. Like, yes, yo, it's, it's wild. At this point, though, can we even be surprised? Like, at this, with all the names that have been released in the last from last year to this year, just like when they did this last year, we were like, oh my God, how the fuck do you release the Good Brothers and blah, blah, blah? And look, two years later, look at what those fucking dickheads are doing. Look at, the, look at them. Two assholes. You want to talk about showing your true colors, nigga? Or like really showing who you really are? Those two niggas, bro. Jesus Christ. It makes you wonder sometimes, like maybe they know what they're doing when they let all these motherfuckers go. Maybe there's some something else to it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe there is. Probably. I just think they have to stop uh, using the budget cuts as a reason. Because then it's like, just be like, yo, we don't like these niggas. <clears throat> <laughs> like, yo, we don't see it. We don't see it. You let us know what we see in Raw. You, you go and figure it out. And if it works, then come back and we got to spot for you. But until then, fuck off. You know what I they say? should cut and save money on? The fucking digital effects that they be showing on TV that nobody appreciates on at a live event. <laughs> Yo, listen. Like we don't need a huge fucking digital phony yeah. statue you know of Roman. You know what? The, the nine-year-old kid watching SmackDown on a Friday is like that shit. <laughs> you think so? That. You know? You think those oh kids? God, you think Roman. kids nowadays are loving that shit? What? Like, <laughs> Nigga, what? Dude, anything that looks kids great on TV, they're loving it. They're yeah, like, the kids are, the little kids here in my complex in the summertime, I was in the pool with a baby and they're fucking spearing each other into the pool. Kids, spearing each other into the pool. They were fucking like seven, eight years old, like four or five kids. They just came from watching Raw or some shit, watching a repeat. Now they're in, running around the pool doing moves to each other in the pool. And I'm like, that was me. I, I get I get it. Like, that was me. Like, you know what I mean? For sure. I was telling my cousin to float so I could do a splash off the corner of the pool type shit. Like, <laughs> all that shit. You already know. Wow, and trying to jump off chairs. Boy. Yeah, but I don't think that digital effect has anything to do with them <laughs> doing what they're doing. I think they're, they're going to do it anyway. do without it. Let's <laughs> have more pyro, less digital yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, it's like, like you said, man, maybe they know something that we don't know. And it's funny you said that because... You know, uh, I don't know if you guys follow this guy on on Twitter, Brandon Thurston. He's he usually he has this podcast called WrestleNomics, and he only talks about the numbers in wrestling, like basically, uh, you know, the ratings, and you know, he he does a lot of stuff with like you know the the, the money's behind wrestling and everything, and he's a wrestler himself. So he put out is like it's it's hard to explain this as anything but an utterly disappointing number for dynamite against weaker than usual competition. He was talking about dynamite this past this uh yesterday actually. You know, cuz it did under a million views. I think it did 8 870 and but it was going against two NBA games. It was terrible. Well, it was one of the comments, right? Bad show. <laughs> He's bad. like it's a bad show. Yo, one of the comments was like, "What the fuck, man?" and he he added <laughs> and Daniel Bryan and he's like, what the hell are you guys doing? You guys can't draw a shit. I thought we beat Raw in the demo. Vince is giving all those wrestlers who passed their prime to us. Fuck you, Vince. Tony Khan, please. Tony, 
Don't fall for the trap. <laughs> uh, Who's that Twittering that? Like some random fan? Like if he's a part of the inside AEW crew and shit like that? Fanatic. His what name is AEW underscore junkie. What a psychopath. There you go. Them nigg- I swear them niggas get high off each other's musk and they just don't know what to do. I, I mean... That. I don't know, bro. Like, let, let's talk about like, all right. So let's talk about the other releases. Like you guys were saying, like Miro. Uh, you know, we just seen him right now. He beat he beat Orange Cassidy last night. So now it's gonna be him versus Daniel Bryan to see who's gonna face the winner of Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Yep. He he's Kenny been, Omega. in the in the in the beginning. It was a little weird when he came in. Looked like a little bit of a mess, but then they got it. They kind of got his uh, character together. He seems to be more into what he's doing now. It's looking good. Let's see what happens with it. So far, so good. Can we agree on that? Yeah, for Miro, yeah, it's better. The fact I was glad that Orange Cassidy didn't win it. Like, yeah, me too. It's not believable. It's not believable if Orange Cassidy went over on Miro. Like, but I wasn't feeling Miro's. Promo. He sounds like a religious fanatic from Game of Thrones. Like, but that's what he's supposed to that's sound like. He's supposed to. Yeah, but yeah. he's doing. He's right putting, he's laying it on too thick. Like he's literally. He literally sounds like he's gonna commit suicide on TV. He needs to relax a little bit. Yeah, I know. But you, I, I, I feel OD. like. Did you hear he, that promo? He's not. Nigga. He's not gonna. He, the whole Bulgarian brute. He couldn't even cut that all the way back like that. <laughs> like at times, nah, it was nah, just nah, like. Nah. I, mean, I feel I like he feel just like... doesn't know how to dial it. He's just gonna yeah. go off, and I I like, get like, it. Like, nothing. I think at the yeah, beginning like... of his when he when he was like the chosen one, it, I was like, ah, it's got like a few kinks to it right now. Like, now but now he's that he's redeemer. yeah, like he's the redeemer. But God's now he's looking for favorite champion. But now <laughs> he's looking you. for redemption, right? Yeah. So he's the redeemer searching searching for redemption. And this is I, the only I, way. I, I, I think it's kind of better for it. I love. I always loved the way he was in ring, cause yo, that dude can go, and he's yeah. not a small dude, and he knows a bunch of different styles, and like he's you've seen more him opening it up more since he got to AEW. Like the dude can go. He's when it comes to that, I feel like he's one of the better better guys in AEW as far as in ring. Like his Bulgarian brute shit when he first came in WWE, fire. And, you know, they fucked with it and they fucked it up until he left. So it's like he couldn't really find his footing when he got there because I guess he didn't know he didn't know which way to go. And now, like you said, he's found the footing. He believes in what he's what he's saying. And it shows in ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm going to keep it real. I, I thought his, I didn't really like his title reign until at the end when he was beefing with. Um, the luchador dude, and he was selling for him like crazy, and I was like, "Yo, this thing is good, bro." I no, mean, he's good. Meryl's good. Is good, bro. I would have uh, liked what they the did. Meryl versus Brock Lesnar match. I, I thought that would have been fucking fire. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, they put up. I just saw a, right before we came on. They put a meme of fucking Keith Lee in the ring with Brock, Drew, Roman, and I forgot the other person. And the nigga was like, "WWE, you're gonna regret this." How are you pulling the trigger on these matches? But you know, Keith Lee will be fine. I'm just just talking about like the 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 past releases, you know. Um, 
Who, who else could be like you just said? You said the Good Brothers. You see how they how they uh, turned out. I mean, Brian Myers. You know, Brian Myers. He 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 got a footing for himself with an impact. He's looking great in impact. He's a player in impact. He got a whole crew of the of, of young boys behind him. Some good young talent too. Like, yeah. I mean, look at. I think right now, in the past month or two, Andrade is finally starting to click a little bit. His promos are still fucking terrible, and he needs someone to talk for him. Let's keep it real. But in ring, with the competition he's had, I think he's kind of like went up as far as that. And look, Alistair Black, another Malachi Black, like. But we knew he. We knew that he wasn't. He wasn't going to falter. We knew that he was going to be legit wherever the fuck. I mean, but. It could have been easy for him to falter with that character, falling too much back onto it, and the crowd kind of rejecting it, like, oh, it's the same thing you were doing in WWE. He tweaked it just a little bit, and it's like, it's worked for him. And he's kind of just riding off what he was doing at the end of that. But that's him, though. Like, everything, that's just his... He's like that in real life, with the black and the tattoos, or yeah, all black all the time, and all that shit. Like, so Malachi is like too far away from what he really is, either. I think Malachi Black or Alistair Black, whatever you want to call him, he understands how to sell the psychology of his character with the horror uh, Dracula standing or just coming in with antler on an antler crown. Like, honestly, like the way he comes in is pretty dope. It's it's uh, just a tad different from his WWE entrance, but it's still different from everybody else's. Yeah, like the silhouette of him, yeah. the whole place going black. He'll pop up anywhere and shit like that. Now, I mean, like, uh, it, you're right about Andrade. He's not, and you're never gonna get a good promo out of him. Only in Spanish, never in English. But, <laughs> but you're right. I think Andrade is finally finding the story, finding where he's supposed to be at. Like, he's never gonna be a face. This whole first year and a half, two years that we're gonna have him here. Like, he's just going to be full-blown heel. Might as well heal the fuck out of it. And I don't know what's up with Cody right now. Is it me? Like, he's getting, like, the crowd back behind him little by little again. Like, I just, I'm kind of, like, over that guy. But I feel like the crowd still kind of cheers for him. Like, I I hear it changing up. Yeah, I mean... He's weird with him in the crowd. moment right now, bro. Where you don't even see him. Yeah, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. But uh, yeah, I, yo, and that's, I, I, what happened? Oh, my bad. I, I was going to say, like, when Andrade and, Al, and uh, Malachi are doing to, to Cody is a perfect, like, launching pad to show the dominant heels. It's not only fucking Kenny Omega and them, you know? And, okay. yo, shout out yo, to AEW nice. knowing how to protect their fucking top fucking star, Kenny Omega, because, bro... No, like, when was his loss? How long ago? Come on. Like, he hasn't I mean, lost in about, over a year. Yeah, bro, like. Over like, a yo. year. Hey, I don't, well, I, I don't think he's lost a singles match since. Winning the title. He hasn't lost a singles match since winning the title. Yeah, since they did the tournament. I think the, closest, yeah. the closest was uh, him doing the draw with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. yeah. And That was well, it. But um, yo, man, uh, I just wish the best to everybody released. You know, right, yo, out of great talent. Like yo, listen, man, people forget about Grandma Talik. How nice he is. Go, 
that motherfucker could go. I remember him against AJ Styles in that IC tournament match. That shit was. Yep. And he asked for his release recently too. Remember? Yeah. yeah. We talked about it. And then when and he, they, they told the nigga no. And when he no, got like, okay, we're gonna thing, fire you later. When he got released, the first, <laughs> we're gonna fire tweeted, you. <laughs> the first thing he tweeted is like, "I'm free." So a lot of these people really wanted to leave. That's another thing too. Like some of these, some of these talent wanted to leave. They they got their release. They're good to go. But I know that there's a a little group of them that didn't want to leave. Oh and, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens from there. And you know, best wishes. I think somebody them. like somebody like Nia Jax is gonna have a hard time adjusting if she stays doing that because she's a princess there because of her family. So she got rushed, you know, pushed up, wasn't ready, hurt bitches, got a little better, hurt more bitches, got a little better, got herself hurt, you know, character change, flip-flop, heel face, heel face. Like, I don't... As as much of a face that she is and a name, I don't see a place for her right now, bro. I don't see her fitting in an AEW. She's going to kill that women's division if she goes there. Or Impact, too. Like, I, I don't... I think Nia Jax would be perfect for AEW. You think so? Yeah. That whole show is a botch of uh, fucking botch, massive fucking botches. So <laughs> Nia, Nia, Nia Jax versus Nia Rose would be pretty dope. Holy shit. It would be nice. Yeah. It would be Even nice. Nia Jax and Big Swole would be pretty dope. Yeah, where is Big Swole, bro? I haven't even seen her nowhere. No, I'm I dark think, on elevation. Um... She's dealing with another ba- another bout of uh, damn. What is she? What what does she deal with? Um, I think it's Crohn's disease. Damn. Oh, that's, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. That's painful. I think yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she, you know, she she's sidelined for now and shit. But um, yo, man, like I was saying, bro. Best wishes to all of them. Best wishes to all of them that uh that got released. Uh, hopefully we get to see them all soon. And, more, right. You know what I'm saying? Really showing uh, their talents. Another thing that came out uh, last night on AEW, uh, we know now because uh, John Moxley wasn't in the match with Orange Cassidy, he checked himself into an inpatient rehab for alcoholism. Uh, been been drinking Presidentes here. It's not a good segue, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, yo, listen, man, I think this is something a lot of people know because anytime you've seen him, either, either whether, whether it be like a YouTube show or anything at all, even, even in that Cody Rhodes and, uh, that Cody Rhodes show with his wife, she's like, Hey, how you feeling? He's like hungover. So like, I feel like throwing up, you know, and he was going through it, uh, Maybe we see some of that aggression in the ring. Maybe that came from the alcoholism. Possibly. That's what I was thinking you know? too. Him just yeah, marching into I, the I, ring I and marching thinking, out. Yeah, and I was thinking like maybe he's he's doing like he's going heel, but maybe it was something you know deeper than that, you know. And um, yo, listen, man, give that man all the praise in the world, bro, for doing that himself. He didn't have to have nobody else tell him what to do, tell him he needs to go to this, do this, and all that. He did it himself. And you know it takes a big man to do that, man. So shout out to John Moxley, and I hope he uh hope he back. You know he he kicks it through. You know. 
Yo, facts, bro. Big facts. That shit is addiction is a terrible disease, man. And like, you know, what I'm saying a lot of the time, unfortunately, it takes for something bad to happen for someone to realize they got a problem or for them to address it. And I think may, maybe, you know, maybe he knows that he took liberties or he took it too far when he wrestled fucking homeboy last week in, in the tournament. Like, he beat the living shit out of that kid and split him the fuck open. And it was like, after the match, the niggas laying there kind of like, what the fuck happened? Like, what did I do? And maybe, yeah, maybe he was bent. He walked into the ring twisted. We don't know. At the end of the day, get better, bro. And 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 get right and come back because you were a, a superstar there for that company. You're one of the top guys there, one of the top guys just in this business. You're just one of the top guys, period. So yeah. for you to be dealing with that, you know what I'm saying? It's like everybody kind of feels it. He just had a baby girl. You know, everyone knows his wife and all that. Like, you live in the public eye. You know what I mean? Like, it could be a lie. Just he maybe just crumbled under the pressure. He just needs to just take a, a breather. Yeah. But I hope you get right, bro. And you come back, you know what I'm saying? Ready he's, to go and whip some ass. He's definitely one of the faces of AEW and oh, yeah. the reasons why Absolutely. they're in the position they're in now. Absolutely. So yeah, man, because him leaving him leaving WWE two years ago and going straight to AEW and giving them that pop in the crowd of like John Moxley's here. Not Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. You know what I'm saying? And facts. Yep. Cause yo, man, when I seen him, I was just like, oh man, the game done changed. That was that was that was I mean besides the CM Punk pop, obviously, but that that pop when he showed up in Vegas that night, that might have been probably one of the top two, three loudest ovations. Probably the, one of their biggest moments was having him, you know, be there and show up the way he showed up. So I mean, yo, just get right, bro. You got a you got a little girl to take care of now. You know what I'm saying? You have a reason to to get yourself together. So you know, and it seemed like he was he was happier in AEW as we you know as like some of those excerpts from uh from his book, right? You know where he he talked about like the last days of him being in WWE and how he felt like he was, you know, misused and he wasn't happy and he like for months he was saying like yo I'm out of here he's like I'm not dealing with this shit no more you know I, I understandable you know you could get frustrated especially when he built a brand within that Dean Ambrose character that they were just kind of like toying with after a while that's what it seemed like you know what I'm saying yeah. after that, made that comeback yeah. yeah not even after the title run it was after when he came back and 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 came back and joined up with Seth, and then when he turned when he turned on Seth after they won the tag titles. Like after that, they just didn't know what to do with him. It was almost that was like um, he was. It was another year, I think, after that he was there and then he bounced. Yeah. Like for the rest of that year, they didn't know what to do. They put him in the Bane mask with the coat and all this shit, telling the audience that he they stink and just all this bullshit. And they had him wrestle EC3. They just had him do a bunch of bullshit. And it's like. I remember him, the Jericho interview. He was like, "Yo, I knew once this shit got launched, I I reached out to you to to you, Jericho, and you told me the deal and told me who to get in contact with him." And yo, he did. Nigga was ready to go, bro. He had his shit set up, ready. Like, yo, once I'm out of here, I'm making an impact somewhere else. Fuck this shit. Yeah. So get right, boy. Get good. You know what I'm saying? Come back and do your fucking thing, kid. Straight up. Definitely. Definitely. Shout out to Max. 
Shout out to Moxley, bro. It's rough, bro. Alcoholism, addiction is fucking, it's fucked up, kid. It's a fucking disease. What I want to say about this is it, it just shows you the type of fucking physical endurance they deal with, you know, like they are fucking putting their bodies on the line when yeah. they perform multiple times a week. Multiple. Like, after a while, you're either going to pick up pills, you're going to pick up drinking, it's going to end up leading to other shit. Like, you need painkillers. Like, this could probably been a substitute just so he won't hit pills, you know? Yeah. But it's always going to get messy. It always gets messy. No, definitely. definitely always gets messy, man. And it just it gets to the point where you know start breaking down. Yo, and, and more power to him seeing seeing that was going wrong. Yeah, you know, uh, it's it sucks, but I'm glad that, like I said earlier, I'm glad that he did it for himself. Like you know, like he didn't need anybody to tell him that he needed to go here or do this or do that or whatever it is. He did it himself, so. Takes a big man to do that, man. And you know, shout out to Moxley, shout out to uh his wife, his family. And you know, I'm pretty sure AEW Tony Khan is helping him out. You know, CM Punk referred, you know, ha- had uh half of his promo basically, you know, talking about all that and you know, telling people if they feel like they have a problem, they need help to reach out. I mean, that you don't see that in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like that's well, a lot. Of, a lot of a lot of pro wrestlers have you know in the past couple of years we've seen a lot of pro wrestlers die because from suicide. We don't see overdoses anymore. We don't see niggas dying of heart attacks because of the steroids they put in their bodies for twenty years. We don't see that shit nowadays. What we see now is is suicides. Yeah, when niggas just me- just mentally breaking. And you know, not having a crutch, not using drugs or not using alcohol, and yep. and just breaking and just you know ending their own lives. So it's like, you know, you have the generation, you have the guys like Jericho who lost Eddie and Benoit and Owen and all that type, the way that they passed away and now, and then you come to now and it's like, look at somebody like Will Osprey, his best friend that killed himself. You know what I'm saying, like. The Japanese chick that killed herself from um, online bullying shit. She was yeah. a fucking superstar, and or, she killed herself from that shit. Like, they don't want to deal with that. Like, they don't. I don't think that the locker rooms want to have that happen to them to one of their own, whether they fuck with this person or not. I think back in the day, everyone was kind of like, "Fuck it, we're all fucked up anyway. We're all gonna get high and get fucked up, and if something happens, it's just." charge it to the game now it's like nah nigga fuck that <laughs> like there's people here that can help you you don't need you don't need to go down that road you know what i'm saying you don't have to be that fucked up so i yep. think that that was it was real for him to do that i think that came from a serious place from someone probably you know he's dealt with people passing and committing suicide in his life too you know what i'm saying so it's fucked it's a fucked up situation but i i feel like everyone like you said is definitely behind Mox and definitely like yo Get yourself right, bro. Get right. We're here for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's definitely a different culture within pro wrestling in a whole, as you can see, like, you know, with acts like the New Day, you know, they, they're yeah. not into, you know, partying and doing this all this other shit after after the event. They rather just, you know, chill with their boys, maybe play video games right. or, you know, watch sports on TV. Right. You know, you know, they're big sports fans and just do like you know, like real, real light shit. Not nothing too crazy. And, and you know what I see too? The boys that do do that, 
you know, like 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 the Damon Priests and the Zigglers and the John Morrisons of the world. Those guys are always in concerts, always in rock clubs. Like they go out. Yeah. But you never hear anything the next day of them fighting or being fucked up or DUI or any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? They still they party, but I think they're much more aware of the public eye that they're in and the way that this the world is. There's cameras everywhere. So it's like the even the guys that do do that and the girls that do do that, it's not the way it was back in the day. And I'm not nigga. It, I'll be partying, nigga. Sometimes I'm going to want to go home. Sometimes I'm going to want to go to the club. Like, it's it's an even better. You can do both without yeah. wilding. You know what I'm saying? Without wilding out and taking it too far. So, like, I think the talent of today is way much more responsible with all of that shit. Oh, like, absolutely. New, absolutely. Day's, New Day's a great example. New Day's, you know, I would say one of the greatest factions of all time. One of. My personal opinion. So, you know. But, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Damien Priest. Have you seen your man turn up the intensity? Yo, is it is it part of the new character? Because so. every match seems to be a hardcore match with this guy. And shout out to T-Bar for showing everybody what he can fucking do. You heard? Yes. My son is real. nice. Could have sworn I he mean, was going to be part of that release, bro. <laughs> with word. word. I thought the same word thing. I was like, damn. Well, at least we'll see Dominic back in fucking doing his same. Like, but, I don't uh, wish I don't wish un- unemployment on anyone, but there's some people on that list that I, I wish still had a job. You could you could have slid some other names in there. I ain't gonna say nobody's name, but yeah. you could have slid some other names in there, Jeff Hardy. And you know what My I mean? House. It would have been cool. Yeah, but you know what though? Yo, Jeff Hardy, he comes out to a fucking pop though, bro. Every time. I know. I don't know why. I know. I don't know why. It's because he paints his face. It's because he paints his face? (laughs) He paints his face and and gyrates. And gyrates. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but, yo, that match, those those two matches that Priest had with T-Bar last week and and last Monday and this past Monday, like, yo, I, I, uh, I don't know if it's him turning heel or him being more in between. Or him just opening up another side of his character, playing, you know, playing off the fucking yeah, yeah. Damien Priest name. Like he got a whole new ring music, he got a whole new logo design and everything. A whole new charm, entrance, like, all that shit. Whole new entrance, all that yeah. shit. So it's like it's not the archery dude anymore. He's doing more of a he's like, yeah, open up for that me. type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> open up for me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah man I, I like it I like what he's doing bro I like what he's doing he's probably you one of the only see guys that photo again damn nah you'll see that photo again you will never see those four together again bro nah, who's that with the tight shirt who's that that's Damien Priest that's uh oh, um that's Brooks. Brooks. oh Brooks. nah you'll see that photo those niggas hang out they all live in Orlando they always be with each other look at fucking Brian Myers and fucking Cardona and all these pricks, they're always together in Epcot and Disney. Them niggas don't work for the same companies. He's always hanging out. Moose and, and fucking Ricochet and Apollo Crews, the fucking the vanilla wife click, they always hanging out there. The vanilla wife click, you're a dick. You're a dick. <laughs> oh my God. But yo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, nah, but I, I really like what they're doing with Damon Priest. Uh, 
with the whole the whole repackaging. I mean, the music, you know, it, it is what it is because a lot of the stuff seems very generic in the way they're going with the music for everybody right now. Yo, for real. Everyone's music sounds like cre- creative music. Just don't change J Styles music. Do me that solid, please. Thank you very much. And uh, we don't need no remix, no touch up, no none of that. I think that is. Yeah, but I think we're we're seeing a really a really good Damian Priest. I think he's hitting in all cylinders, and he's probably performing at like the highest level he's been performing his whole career. So it only it only we we can only see more things from that from that character. Maybe one day, not saying it's happening in a year, maybe two years, who knows? Maybe him and Riddle are fucking they'll, for the title. They'll main event night <laughs> one or night one of WrestleMania one day. Who knows? Yeah, could be. You know what I'm saying? Could I think be. I think him versus Riddle for the championship would be a fire ass fucking match. How we're gonna get there, I have no fucking clue. It's we definitely gotta one. get we definitely gotta get Riddle. And Randy Orton first, which is ha- which is oh, coming because you yeah, can tell yeah, he's getting tired of real shit. So <laughs> it's coming, and that's gonna be that's gonna be great. But what do you think of the main event picture on Raw right now, with Seth being a very 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 dangerous challenger to Big E? Because you know they love Seth Rollins there, and I would not be surprised if he takes the fucking title off Big E. I hope you don't, but it's. They've already put it to the point where Biggie can lose. Look who he's in the ring with. Look who he has to go against with. I like, I like it. You know what I'm saying? I like what they're doing with that. They kind of tossed the wrench with fucking who came out after that? I forgot who came Kevin out. Owens. I, I, Kevin Owens. Like, <sighs> come on, bro. I, I like you're, you're great, but you're not there. You you need you need to build up some wins to get yourself in the title picture. Like, come on, man. you don't shout think out so? to that whole that whole little segment with uh Keith Lee. I mean, I don't know Keith Lee. You heard me <laughs> with Big E and um and Kevin Owens when uh Kevin Owens said he's like I don't know if I, I don't know if it's gonna be for the next three months or the next three years. And he's like, and you know Big E's like, well, there only could be one face of Raw, and that's me. This is not. This is not Mount, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. fire. Him just, you know, playing with the words. That I love when they do stuff like this. I love when they Word. bring reality into whatever they're doing. You yeah, know, they don't insult our fucking and, intelligence. And then going back on to what you were just saying, uh, listen, man, I said this last week when we talked about it. It gets me a little nervous. You know what I'm saying? It gets me a little nervous. But another thing I also said was if he loses the title and chases Rollins, does it build the character more? Does it build the Big E character? Not Big E from the New Day, but just Big E in its, in its own right. Does it build that character more for him to chase the title back and get it for the second time and then really run with it? You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. The thing is, if the fans don't give it a chance, it's not gonna really hit. You know what I I'm saying? I feel you on that. That's if the fans sure. don't give that that type of angle a chance, it's not really gonna hit. I don't think you're gonna have two heels as champs for both shows, especially when you ha- you'll have four heels as champs for all the main titles. We we had it at one point. I mean, we had Bobby Lashley, we had Roman Reigns, all heels. I don't know, man. Right. Seth Rollins having that title, though. 
I think the they big D one is good. The thing is, I think they're looking at money matches. Like a, and you know, everything that's going down with Bianca, I mean, not Bianca, with Becky and, and Charlotte, you know, in and out of the ring, you know, and having that play out for, for Survivor Series. I think that'll draw more attention, no? After I all would, that, shit, I don't want to see it though. I know, but after everything, after everything has been said and all, all the, all, all the different layers to the story already. Right, but you know, WWE's not going to acknowledge the, the fucking throwing title shit. They already edited out, uh, edited it out of the repeat of SmackDown. Really and doesn't matter because that. everybody's seen it already. So everybody's seen it. But if it's just like with. With Seth and Roman, they teased it on SmackDown, never did it. But if Seth has the title, now nah, they have to do it. If it's brand versus brand. So, hold on, there's no other pay-per-views right between now and Survivor Series, right? Nope. Wow. So we got Survivor so we got- Series, and then after that is day one. And that's in January 1st. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I can see Biggie Isn't that losing the title. Yeah, I could see Biggie losing the title, them doing Seth versus Roman at Survivor Series, and then having Biggie win the title back top of the year at that fucking day one pay per view because it's in it's in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like day one, new day, all the shit, blah. blah. What? They can just tie so many things in together. They could also. Well, you know, I don't know. The only reason why it scares me is because like another thing I said last week was he's coming off a big loss. You know what I'm saying against against Ed. So that that right. that kind of like shook me a bit, but they could also play into the fact that Big E needs bigger challengers to make his, you know, his title reign credible. Having having a match with Seth Rollins as a W for him is a, is a real is a real big notch under his belt. You know what I'm saying? So let's you know let's see let's see how it plays out. Let's see how the story plays out. You know, you can usually tell what's going on when it happens. So. And it's not like he has a money in the bank contract. He's gonna just cash in whenever the fuck he wants. Right. And honestly, That's I true. think, I think the better storyline would be Big E beats Seth. Big E turns heel on Owens because Owens is trying to get into the title picture and that whole fiasco that happened on on Raw. You know, with Owens telling them he he was apologizing, telling them it wasn't his fault and shit like that, and Biggie still hit him with the big ending. So. What's funny? What's funny is that you saying that I for some reason I feel like the heel out of the three might be Xavier Woods, bro. If they're gonna keep pushing that type of story of him being king and him having Sir Kofi. As he knighted him the other night, what if he just starts treating Kofi like shit? Like you know, nigga, you my little nigga, baby. Fuck out of here. The king of the ring is really a king to get with to a him. shitty attitude. Yeah, and he starts calling calling Kofi a peasant. Where he, he points out that he loses Game of Thrones. <laughs> he loses no, him, like, if he turns into Joffrey, imagine yo, this falls into, but this falls into Xavier's like. Wheelhouse. He loves all that cosplay shit. He loves shit. all that shit. Yeah, he exactly. does. Imagine exactly. he turns into a, a Joffrey. It starts wilding. Yo. That would be so fucking dope. That, that would, would be dope. dope. That would be dope. And I I that, and I like 
they're playing with it now. They're having fun with it now because it's still new. It's only been two weeks or whatever, but give it like a month and change. It's not going to be so happy-go-lucky. They're going to start turning dark on it. I just feel like it's wrestling. Being king of anything, nigga, you're going to start throwing your weight around. Don't matter if you're a good guy or a bad guy. You're going to... How many good kings have there been? Brett? Kofi? <laughs> like, like, who else? Everyone else has been a heel. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, and you see what happened to Brett, not even two years after that. So, you know, they could... King of the Ring made Brett turn heel. Fucking... Xavier didn't Wood. make Brett turn heel. Relax. It's it started there. It started. <laughs> it started there. It really did. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiot. It started. Yeah, it, started it actually it started with Bob Backlund, but that's another conversation. Yeah, you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to tell me how it started with Bob Backlund. My brother. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that now. That's the, that started planting the seeds for his heel turn three years later. Shut <laughs> <Not> up. <laughs> so. No, nah, I could see, I definitely could see Kofi fucking taking his character and running with it and just turning full-blown fucking heel and having Kofi be like his fucking squire. And Kofi, by de facto, now he's doing heel shit and like liking it, like, fuck it. I'm just going to run with it. And now they try and go and recruit fucking Big E. Like, yo, bro, you need to come fuck with us, bro. Like, we're running everything. We do whatever the fuck we want. Nobody can tell us nothing. Like, and but Big E's still he- trying to fight the good fight. I mean, Kofi, Kofi, I mean, not Kofi, but Big E, he did like kind of like a healing shit. You know, Kevin always tried to apologize and he still hit him with the fucking big ending. Yeah. He's like, I don't trust you. He's a champ. He's like, I don't trust you. Yeah, for real. He shouldn't. Back up, Back up. Look, that goes back to when they brought him in to be the partner for the New Day on the episode of SmackDown. And he ended up turning on them. Hold on, Big. Big. Why are you playing with the little baby toy? Oh, it's, it's JJ from fucking from Coco Melon. <laughs> I get I fidgety. I wish I knew what so the fuck you were talking about. I wish I knew what when the fuck it, you were talking about. Listen, squeeze some babies out, nigga. You know, real quick. That that'll be your peace. <laughs> that'll be your peace and tranquility to keep a fucking baby calm. It looks like For that's real. your peace and tranquility now. You're over there just like wiggling the hands, turning the head. My hands, yeah, my hands get fidgety. I just fucking I don't know. That's a quirk. Listen, talk to my shrink. She'll tell you why. I don't know. I just, I gotta, I gotta fucking, it's weird. I do that shit on the phone. When I'm on the, when I'm at work, I do that shit on the phone too, like with a pen or something. Like, I don't know why. I just have to have it in my hand. Leave me alone. It's my quirk. What the fuck? You probably have some weird shit you do that you know, you don't, you like, oh yeah, I fucking chew on the edge of the pen or I stick the cap in my nose or some weird shit. Yeah. We all got one of those ticks. LP just goes blunt all day. (laughs) <laughs> that's his that's his quirk that's yeah his quirk. for real nigga <laughs> just oh, sits down gosh. like oh, I'm bored <laughs> uh, I'll save this for later save this for later speaking of later <laughs> now <laughs> Yo, real quick we, we didn't even we didn't even talk about Bianca versus Becky on Raw which was a Yo, really good match. Bianca Belair has stepped it up to another level, and she's a victim of bullshit booking right now. And I feel like they still have, she's still hot and she's still running. And she comes out, you see that the crowd is behind her. But yo, I think every chance they get, 
It's like it's like a smoldering fire. You want to throw logs to keep it burning? Nah, they got a spray bottle, and they're like, every time somebody walks by, it's like, don't put it in the log. Don't put it. Let's see how much it can burn. Don't put it in the log. They just killing her week by week by week, and I feel like they're breaking her down, and I don't like it because it's like you need her right now. Owen five since Hmm? she lost. That's what I'm saying. What the fuck is that? More. She she has it's not like she has yo. Nothing, she has nothing to nothing to hold hold her stature right now. Like she's she's definitely behind like back of the line type shit right now with the way they booked her the some, last like two months. Yeah. Don't get w, why bro. she was fucking the start like, of holding it down. Right, right. And you now you beat her again on raw. So it's like so now she needs to get into a few with someone else. She needs to get some W's. And build it back up, bro, and and get the people back behind her 100 percent because yo, I just feel like they just killing the, the fucking killing her push every week. They're doing something else. And it's like, why couldn't she have won on Raw? What is the why? I don't understand. I, I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it at all. I don't get it. Uh she has it all. I mean, she she Got checks it. all the boxes. She she got promo, in ring skills is getting better and better. She's she's dope in the ring and she's getting better. I mean, just her presentation. Look at her, bro. And she's legit the strongest in there. Yeah, like, out of there, a whole roster of, of the women's division. I just feel like, I feel like sometimes the creative for WWE does not know how to book Urban X. Or acts that are not rock and roll and blonde or redhead or shit like that. I just feel like they get to a point with acts of color where it's like, I don't know. Can we push this person all the way to the top? Should they be the champion? All right, let's give it to them. And then uh, we're going to have them face one of our old favorites. And fuck it, we're just going to take the title off of them. They're not ready. It's like, I kind of, they get, I feel like they get this talent to a point and they just handcuff them and they don't let them flourish as they would a white talent. I'm just say it. Uh, I'm going to just say it. And it might not be blatant. I'm not saying it's blatant. It's just also culture there too. Like he was a little look, blatant. The way you look, the way you look <laughs> is a lot to do there. I mean, yeah, it could be, so, it could be blatant to that. Absolutely. But I don't feel like it's outright just like, fuck that because you're black, you know, whatever the case may be. Because look at him. You know what I'm saying? Look at E. Like, look at Kofi. Look at Bianca. Look at Bianca. Look at New Day. Look at Street Profits. Like, there's a lot of talents there of color that have been very successful in the last two, three, four years. But their success still doesn't feel like it reached the point that it should have been. I think that all of those talents, giving them a couple of more weeks or months in their reigns, could have fucking got to that top level. And it's like, I feel like they're right under there for some reason. And just look at the booking of Bianca, like you said, 0-5 since she lost. No fucking reason for that. No reason for that. They did that to the Street Profits. Lost the tag titles. Lost six straight fucking tag matches. They just started to get winning back now. It's it's um it's very disturbing because it. I think about how people view wrestling now. You know what I'm saying? Like, there really isn't that much of a crowd on live television 
for, for wrestling. I mean, if you think about it, there's, there's a little over 2 million people watching it live. This is what they're battling for. And, you know, WWE making these type of moves um, and just them, just, you know, like the releasing of the talent, the way they promote the talent that they have right now. And it's like, damn, you're really like kind of turning people off. You're turning some of the hardcores off. And there's not much of a, um, what, what, what's the, what's the other, the other audience, like a casual audience. There's not much of a casual audience there to go after because nothing, nothing in wrestling outside of us, like, you know, wrestling fans, maybe some casual wrestling fans, it, nothing really looks cool. You know, when you had NWO, Austin, The Rock, fucking DX, that shit was cool. You That's when you had nine, eight, nine million people watching fucking wrestling live. Yeah, right. Then again, right. then again, there was no fucking DVR. You know what I'm saying? There was less shit. There was less shit on TV yeah, at the time. Less shit on TV. There's a whole lot of shit, a whole lot more to watch. A whole lot of streaming services. Right. A whole lot of bullshit. But at the end of the day, with the fans that are actually watching on cable and all this other shit, you gotta attend to them. Like yo, like I, I don't know, man. Having Bianca lose five in a row, having um. Street profit, street profits, like you said, losing back-to-back matches here and there. Just the talent that really got you to where you're at right now, coming back to the fans. I think they should have been blessed with a little more. Yeah, but thank you. So, um, it's like you give and take. You know what I'm saying? They took that away from us and gave us Big E. And I can't come. I I personally can't complain about that. But I also, I'm not going to not raise the question of look at how they do talent of color that are, are successful, that actually get to a point of success. They don't, I feel like they never have 100% the backing of the fucking office or the backing of creative. I just don't. Mm-hmm. It never feels like that. It always feels like Someone wins a title and it's automatic impending doom of, oh my God, they're going to end up losing it to this person at the next show. That's how kind of I feel with Big E and Seth. I don't want E to lose, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that they have long-term plans for E as champion, but that could mean him losing it right now and then having him win it back. I don't I don't know. We don't know, but I just... I don't know, man. I, I'm like, I wish that it was just like, yo, here, you're the champ. We're putting 100% behind you. We're putting you on today. We're putting you on morning shows. We're doing all that shit. We're going to give you nine months. Let's see what you can do. And let him run with it. And see. But it's always like, I feel like it's always like a month-to-month, week-to-week basis with talent of color. I could be wrong. It's just how I view it, how I feel it, how I see when I watch the program, WWE specifically. Because AW, that's a whole nother fucking whatever. But that's a whole other question when it comes to talent and color, but whatever. But I don't know, bro. I just that's just how I feel. I want to see somebody like E who fucking deserves it, who's been there, who's busted his ass, who's always done the right thing, doesn't get in trouble, doesn't give them problems. Like, yo, here's your reward. We're gonna give you a whole year run and let's see what you can do. Yeah, but why not? Give him a whole year, but what if like halfway through the shit ain't all that, man? That's the thing. That's this. 
I, I feel you on that too. I feel you on that too. And we don't know how, hey, yo, how let, it goes let, into Let this motherfucker run with it. Let's do this. Let's do that. It got to make sense at the end of the day. It's got to make sense, bro. I mean, it's great to see people that look like us as champions. It's fucking beautiful, especially for the young people coming up. It's a beautiful thing. But it also got to make sense and it got to work. Because not everybody, not everybody's built for that, bro. Not everybody's built to be the top person. For any for any company or organization, that's why you look at what Roman is doing and what he's done since he, since he came back and won the title, and all the layers that they've added to that story, the personal story with the family, bringing in Paul Heyman, yeah. the There's fucking a lot of layers, the, yeah, a lot of layers benefiting that able to add. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody uh, got that. They right, can benefit. Right, right. And what, what benefits them is that Roman can actually go. You know what I'm saying? He could hold up his end of the bargain when he's going to do all that shit. With Big E, there's layers to his story as well because of how much he has, how much history he has just within the company in, in a whole. And they can use a lot from him. That's why I think with Big E, it will work. You know what I'm saying? I we'll hope bring so, in, I hope we'll so. Bring in all the, all the outside talents from the indies. And you have to build stories for that and make it work for them. If it don't hit, it don't hit. And it just it just it sucks because you're thinking there's so much more there. But obviously, for whatever it is, they're seeing shit that we don't see. That's true. That's true. That's you know true. what I'm saying? That's and, true. But with Keith Lee, I, I'm more, more than positive that. They missed out. On that note, with Keith Lee, they definitely missed out. Facts. But that dude's too talented. He's going to land on his feet wherever he is. And wherever he ends up, he's going to make a big fucking impact, bro. Yes, sir. For sure. Yes, sir. For sure. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And uh, can't, I can't wait for the next chapters in, in most of these people's uh, careers, man. Can't wait for that. It's gonna be exciting, uh, 2022. Uh, what, what is it? 2022 already. God damn, shit's gonna be there. exciting. We're almost there, brother. We almost there, man. Right. Next week's Christmas. New Year's around the block. Nick said next week's uh, Christmas. <laughs> nuts, bro. That's what it feel like. Oh, there's a little snow here, LP. That's it. <laughs> Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Next week's Christmas. New Year's three days later. Jesus Christ, 2023. What's going on? Word. And then we back. And then we back. Right. We back, nigga. So, yeah, my guys. Fucking crazy ass day today. He pro wrestling, bro. Crazy Yo, ass day, bro. Insane. Crazy, son. Oh, man. It's always going to be man. crazy. It's always going to be crazy. There's always going to be something to talk about. That's why we here, man. You go rock sign for that Harry Fraud uh currency joint oh hell yeah hell yeah i'm gonna put something from that definitely i'm definitely gonna right. put something from Sounds that legit. Sounds but good. this was episode 167 of the 20 Ooh. by 20 podcast we are your host nathan mcfly with boy b-i-n-g being your herd storyline teas on my body and, uh, in Key West, Florida, yeah. southernmost tip of the yeah. United States, I'm Ken Squire, yeah. along with some 40,000 yeah. spectators here, delighted yes, to bring the of one of America's yeah. fastest growing motorsports, offshore powerboat racing. Fuck is they talking about? Yeah.
I got every car that they talking about. No car, no gang. We really buy them out. Abandoned them by my bitch's house. Let my little homies drive them. A real jet life, a nigga. I was just by you. Now I'm in Hawaii. I'm a real live wild like my homie Jay Styler. We was just little niggas. New Orleans to the bank. Wildin'. Now we high rolling. Different coast boat dropping albums. Own labels, own stores. Millions from apparel. You smell the weed, you smell the tires from the Camaros. They going crazy if you post the action. Don't tag them. No face, no case, we could keep stacking. High level now, I'm with the homie in Atlanta. Lauren Keller making classics. Yeah. Nine miles from here is San Key Light. The boats make a critical, tight, exciting turn there. And that's where our reporter, Jim Roller, is standing by. Thank you very much, Ken. I'm at a great vantage point for this year's Offshore World Championship. It's called San Key. Checkpoint number one. It's going to be the first turn on the course for these boats. Could provide us with some great action. Back to you. I wear sweatsuits, hop out of big coops with thin links. Smoking skinny, spending my Ben Frank. I Ben Frank, I tell your mother her shit stink. Quarter mil for the whip, you still smell dink. We light it up at the dealership. Heard your album, my nigga did not feel the shit. I am currently laying the verse for currency. Soon as I leave the lab, back to the currency. Waldorf, rich to the crib, I live comfortably. Abundantly. Whatever, nigga, still in the jungle, so I dare you to come hunt for me. What do you want from me? Hope it's advice. Some beg for money and others beg for their life. I don't ask niggas for shit, homie, except the light. I'm a spitting vet, word to spit is vet, with the stripes, ghost. Here comes the Arneson boat down to decide the world championship. Number 70. Steaming back into Key West, the winner at New Orleans, the winner at Cape Coral earlier this year. The driver is on his way toward the crowd. And you know, he was the winner of the 1982 ATB World Championship here in Key West last year. So I repeat for him, he's got to be excited. The Arneson Special, 37 feet long, coming across the line to wrap up the world title. We'll meet the winners in a moment.